0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Dave King says Rangers won't reverse Celtic's allocation decision as the Hoops insist there's nothing wrong with their post-match celebrations. Scott Bain will start in goal in Sunday's League Cup final. And Rosenborg and Villarreal are next up as it gets to the business end of the Europa League. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. Yeah, in the chat from the two annual general meetings is now over. It's time for the players to do their talking on the pitch. The biggest week of the season, without a doubt, two huge Europa League games for Celtic and Rangers on Thursday night. And then on Sunday, Celtic versus Aberdeen in a cup final and Rangers having the opportunity to go top of the Premiership. Yeah, looking forward to a good week's uh, football, Gordon. And Roger's right, starting on Thursday night, two important games for Rangers and Celtic. And then the weekend to look forward to cup final, Hearts v Rangers, a lot of important games, uh, even down near the bottom of the league, St Mirren, with that fantastic win at the weekend, take on Hamilton, who I watched against Celtic on Saturday, they will need to really improve, or St Mirren can leapfrog them, but all to play for. Two ways for you to get in touch tonight on the phones 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need And if it's Twitter you prefer Then you need at Clyde SSB uh, Like you say Roger It is AGM season Rangers had theirs today And this, this ticket situation doesn't seem to be going away That now linked with the recent story About the post-match celebration So-called lap of honour Um Let's do the, the tickets first I mean They are kind of merging together But Rangers chairman Dave King today Insisting No intention Of reversing that decision To slash The ticket allocation at Ibrox Is that yeah, is, well, is that to be expected? Listen he was only answering a, a question from a single shareholder At the Clyde Auditorium today I don't think any of us For a moment thought Rangers yeah. would reverse the decision The decision was taken Several months ago We all know Or we all think We know the reasons Why that is They want more Rangers supporters in They want to sell more Season tickets For the Brimland stand that, Tickets that will include the two games against Celtic each season The big decision now isn't so much Dave King's decision It's Peter Longwell's as to whether or not he accepts the allocation of 800 mm. tickets for the game on the 29th of December We're keen to find out if all you Rangers fans are, are on board with that Or if there are some of you out there who still would prefer just to go back to the old allocation And that way you can have the same when you, when you go to Celtic Park The other side of this today, Roger, is that... Um, the clubs are disagreeing, shall we say, on who is responsible when it comes to post-match celebrations. So Stuart Robertson today saying that players have a responsibility to be very careful about their actions during games and after games. I'll read his quotes. He says that every action can have a reaction, as we saw that day. This is re- referring to the game last season, of course. Uh, we can't just have a repeat of that, and players have to be very conscious of what they're doing, whether it be celebrations or other actions. We hope we don't see a repeat of this at all Anywhere This is down to police Wanting to put an end To the so-called Lap of honour uh, Following Celtic Last season Well If players Can't celebrate Winning football matches It's a very sorry day For Scottish football Or, or football Anywhere else um, If the police Don't like Players Going and celebrating With supporters The police can form A barrier Between the players And the supporters The police can tell The players Please go away Please don't do this and Mr Lustig can have my heart back please as well while we're at it um, I remember Rangers celebrating in a huddle in front of Celtic fans at Celtic Park many years ago um, Stuart Robertson wasn't there to have his say then so teams celebrate 
when they win football games. It's part of the the great jamboree of football, if you like, Gordon. Um, it's a very, very sad day if that gets stopped. Uh, Brendan Rogers says any crackdown on the post-match celebrations would be unfair on his team. Like we say, police seem to want to put an end to the so-called lap of honour at Celtic Rangers games. Rogers, though, uh, is defending his players. I think it's a little unfair on the on the Celtic supporters. I don't know what's been said or. I think when I first came into to Celtic from my very first game and the week leading into my first game I'd said to the players what was going to be absolutely critical for us is going to be the connection between the players and the supporters it's that you know that synergy that connection is absolutely vital if we're going to succeed and I ensured and, and, and made, made sure that after each game whether we win, lose or draw we always acknowledge the supporters because they travel from far away, up and down Scotland, across from Ireland and across from all over the world. And it's something that the players and, and myself have always done, is recognise that. So whether we've won, whether we've lost, whether we've drawn, whether it's against Rangers, whether it's against Inverness or Ross County away, or Livingston or Hamilton, we always do it. So it's not so much a lap of honour when we, uh, in that last game. Um, but I also think it's unfair to... To put the responsibility of away supporters onto Celtic players, uh, you know, we, we show our appreciation and respect for for the the incredible support that we get. Um, our aim is never to in, in antagonise or, or provoke any support, and especially in a Celtic Rangers game, because I, you know, I, as much as anyone, understand the the delicate nature nature of that. But we'll always respect our own supporters and want to acknowledge the incredible support that we get. And like I say, I repeat, whether we win, lose or draw, uh, that will always be the case. I suppose this comes down to a couple of questions, Gordon DL. How much responsibility do players need to take for their own behaviour on the pitch? And how much do fans need to be able to control themselves, regardless of what they're seeing in front of them? Bit of both, Gordon, to be honest with you. I don't think that... Um, you know, it's a sad day if we've got to stop the, the fact that players work hard all week put so much effort into the game they've won the game they can go over and thank their supporters there's a way to do it of course that you look at Celtic doing it week in week out under Brendan Rodgers I don't think there's a lot wrong with that supporters from the other clubs have got to behave themselves as well you even look at St Mirren at the weekend you know the first thing when the final whistle went the manager come on as well over thanking the supporters it's very hard nowadays to be a supporter of football club because it costs so much money and if you're a supporter of the, the big two Celtic and Rangers Rangers Celtic then there's a lot of travelling a lot of costs a lot of yeah, I think this is about celebrating in front of away fans though well I think you've got to bypass that I think that Roger was, was speaking there about that you can go so far I don't think going over and lording it in front of the away supporters that's that is a no-no for me Go to your own supporters Thank them very much And walk off the pitch With a bit of dignity That's fine But don't go over and lord it In front of the away supporters That is the wrong way To go about the business 0141-951-1025 David is in Carfin Hi David Hi gentlemen How are you doing? Good thanks David What's your view? Um, I, I mean I want to talk about The ticket allocation um, At Ibrox um, And the excuses That are coming up That I have stayed other night And I've heard a similar rhetoric to Ibrox and the fact that they want to look after their own supporters. Now, I was a Celtic supporter during the, the years when Rangers won nine in a row, and there were 7,000 fans here. Rangers were not given two hoots about their own fans 
when there were 7,000 fans in there, getting tenors waved at us every time we arrived, is it, it seemed like to humiliate us. The reason that Celtic are getting their ticket allocation pure and simple is because Rangers and the whole club are just fed up getting celebrated in front of by our players. Um, and see if you can't take it, see if, you can't, see if you're going to dish it out, you've got to be able to take it back. Um, it's just all the time. They are not allowed to celebrate in front of you, whether it's somebody cutting their ears, somebody um, waving their arms about. It's just, if you can't, see, see if, if, if you feel that it's going to incite a riot, see the bit game. If you're wanting to riot, somebody's celebrating in front of you. Um, you need to be able to control yourself. But um, that's the reason why the allocation's been cut in my opinion. Nobody will tell me different. Roger Hanna. Um, well, if nobody's going to tell you different, David, I don't, I don't know why I am going to go. Listen, Rangers will say they want to put, have more Rangers supporters in. Um, you know, Celtic, the, well, in the unusual situation of having that whole Broomland stand, every other team in the land only got that area of 800 tickets that Celtic are going to get on December 29th. Celtic will be the exception to that. Rangers have now decided, for whatever reason, um, that they're not going to give the 7,000 They're only going to give 800 It will diminish the atmosphere um, It will diminish the spectacle They don't seem particularly bothered by it Celtic have already acted by slashing Rangers Ticket allocation for the game at Celtic Park Earlier in the season And I just think it's a sad day That you know the, the relationship between the clubs Has disintegrated to such an extent that there are those sort of tit for tat reprisals for things like this, and it, it doesn't it doesn't look as if it's going to get any better mm. anytime soon, Gordon. Um, I, I personally don't think that it's anything to do with Celtic. The relationship with Celtic one of the ones that wanted the ticket allocation to be reduced. Celtic are only reacting to what Rangers did. I mean, imagine Celtic supporters if Rangers would have cut our allocation eight hundred, we'd have kept them at the seven or eight thousand that they get. They would have been up more. It's a one-way fitness, and it's not good enough. Gordon Dale? Well, I'm, I'm no fashion um, end here, Gordon. Um, I remember making my debut at Celtic Park when three-quarters of the, the stadium was Celtic fans, and I was very lucky to score after five minutes. Never mentioned it before no, either, no, no. which is good and, for you. Yeah. And I loved celebrating in front of Celtic fans. I just think that it takes away from... The game, there'll still be, Roger says about the atmosphere, there'll still be a, a terrific noise inside the stadium. The atmosphere will be incredible. i just like to see, and it, what it takes away is the opportunity of Rangers and Celtic supporters who follow their club everywhere. And these are the big games they want to be involved in. This is the games you look forward to. And it takes away the opportunity for them going along there and supporting their team. I can totally understand Rangers' point of view is saying, well, we need the money, we want the money in, we're looking after our own supporters, that's the most important thing to us. But this is the biggest game in in the world for me. Mm. It really, since growing up with it, it's the biggest game in the world and I just think it's a sad state of affairs when you've only got 800 uh, visiting fans. OK, let's get a Rangers perspective from Michael in Larbert. Hi, Michael. How's it going, guys? All good, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to make a, a point about the kind of the whole um, fan fan trouble argument that Brendan Rogers was talking about earlier on. Yes. So basically, my question for him would be: What's the difference between celebrating a goal 
and like wiping your nose in the corner flag, for example. Encourage another fan, like opposition fans, out of the park. Well, you see, that, this is what this argument comes down to now, Gordon. Um, Rangers took a decision several months ago that they were going to come back Celtic's tickets. And then Celtic, and David, the first corner is quite right. What else was Celtic going to do? You could have put the kettle on for this straight away. Celtic then cut the Rangers' allocation. And ever since then, Rangers fans have said, this is a great idea. And Celtic fans have said, no, it's a terrible idea. And, you know, they just fall behind the party line on this. And if the clubs can't agree, then callers like David and Michael are never, ever going to agree. Dave King said today at the Rangers AGM at the Clyde Auditorium, there will be no U-turn from Rangers. And as we said at the top of the show, for me, the next big decision lands in the lap of Peter Lawwell. Does he accept the 800 tickets for Celtic fans? Or does he say to Rangers, listen, I'll tell you what, we are not going to take the tickets and we're going to limit you to as few as we possibly can at Celtic Park. Michael, when it comes to, to being a Rangers fan, I'm not sure where you sit or if, if you have if you have sat in, in that section of the ground or whatever, but hypothetically speaking, if the Celtic fans were to, if the Celtic players, sorry, were to celebrate like they did in front of you, what type of reaction does that provoke in you? Does that make you want to charge forward? Does it make you want to, to get on the pitch? Does it make you furious or can you just sort of sit and accept it? Me personally, I like that. I'd like to think as a reasonable person I could take a bit of coding. But you know what it's like, you get you get thousands of folk filling with bevy at half twelve and a bit of the afternoon. Um if you mm. encourage them enough somewhat it's going to do something stupid, aren't they? So I mean is is it too much to ask, Gordon, that, that that we were I mean, for instance, because the day will come and Celtic fans will say no the, the day will come when when Rangers will win one of these games, mm-hmm. and what if, you know, would it would call me an idealist? Wouldn't it be nice if players could just celebrate and have a laugh and wind up the other fans, and fans didn't feel the need to react in an over-the-top manner? Perfect scenario, Gordon. But uh, unfortunately, we live in a, a world that's not going to happen because I think Michael touched on it. There's people react in different ways. Some people can sit and say, "Yeah, go on then, have your day." For instance, if Rangers won the 29th of December. Celtic fans could say, yeah, go and have your day. We've we've had many of these victories, many celebrations. But there's a lot of people out there, different personalities, just cannot accept it. That is a big problem. And I think that, going back to the point at the beginning of the show, sometimes the players and everyone that's celebrating have a responsibility as well. You want to make a final comment, Michael? Yeah. Um, I was also going to say, if there's anyone that's really to blame for the whole ticket allocation for kerfuffle them out. I would actually put it square at the hips. They were the first thing to do it against Rangers. It actually goes back to the championship. Yeah, Michael so. makes Michael makes a fair point, Roger, in the sense that there have been teams, I think even Hearts have done it in the past. Mm-hmm. Now correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure about that, who have wanted to fill stands with more of their own fans and therefore as Michael says, Hibs did cut Rangers allocation. As we know though, um that's never going to take the headlines the way it does when it's between Celtic and Rangers. No, yeah, listen, you're absolutely right. Um, it's Rangers' prerogative. If they want to fill a place with their own fans, they can do so. But they'll do so in the knowledge that, you know, Celtic will stop Rangers fans going to Celtic Park. Maybe Hibs will cut the allocation, as you say, as Michael said, their hearts might cut the allocation. Aberdeen might cut the allocation for Petodre. And all that does is deny Rangers supporters the opportunity to go and watch their team at away grounds. 
It denies Stephen Gerrard and his players that same level of support at away grounds. But I'm quite sure the Rangers board have taken this decision with their eyes open. Um, in terms of another point about the celebrations, I'm really surprised that the police have brought this up. The police have made an issue of this. You can now bet your bottom dollar that however many Celtic supporters go to the game on the December 29th, if Celtic win, they will celebrate like you've never seen. Or if Rangers win the game, the Rangers fans will celebrate like you've never seen. And I just hope the players on either side, I said at the top of the show they should be allowed to celebrate, and of course they should. It's all part of the great spectacle of the game. But I hope the players take a bit or a, you know, a degree of responsibility in the celebrations because it's turned into an issue that I didn't think it needed to become Right, Amber's going to be chapping that door very soon to do the travel but let's squeeze in Thomas and Rob Royston What do you think, Thomas? Good evening, lads, how are you? Okay? Yeah, good, thanks Before I get to my point, Gordon If I was a supporter of any match anywhere I'd be out of there before somebody celebrated in front of me I wouldn't be hanging about waiting for somebody to celebrate in front of me Do you always anyway. have that? I'm, I'm not... I'm not Trying to catch out Thomas But do you always have that decision Because the away fans Not sometimes get told to wait behind Well possibly Possibly yeah. Gordon, but no, I take your point uh, Yeah uh, The point I like to get guys Obviously this ticket allocation thing Is going to kill the atmosphere of football I think But the boys have just said It could happen with Hibs Hearts and the rest of the guys But what I would like to say is uh, What if Peter Lowell Decides not to take the ticket And just say Okay let's open up Parkhead And show the game on the big screen And the guys can bring their their kids along and watch that game at Parkhead on the day. How would that work out? Well, certainly, I, I, it's not one I've heard, Roger, but I, I, I mean, well, it's been I guess done, it would. It's I mean, it's been done for European, European games, games and stuff. European games, games, yeah, yeah. It, it, no, it's been done, domestic, been done domestic, yeah, yeah. It's been done with domestic games again in the past. Uh, I suppose it would all come down to, you know, the permission of the SPFL. I, I don't think that would be an issue. It's not as if there's going to be empty seats lying in or Ibrox would be full. So I don't see that anyone could possibly have any issue with Celtic opening mm. up Celtic Park and allowing fans to come in and watch the game on big, big screens there. Uh, Thomas, sorry that was so short. We are very late for the travel. We are going to look very closely at Rosenborg and Villarreal next. So let's talk football after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to thompsons.com. It's Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a call if you've got something to share. And if you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. Lots of you trying to get through to talk about ticket allocations and full-time post-match celebrations. That's fine. I'm sure we'll get to more of them. Let's talk football if we can as well. Two huge games coming up on Thursday. On Twitter, though, uh, JK says, The police held the Rangers fans back, forcing them to watch the Celtic fans celebrate. The decision was made in good faith, but should have been changed at full time. No wonder they were raging. Had they been allowed to leave, there would have been no problems. And Gary Henderson says, Why should players, squads, and the majority of well-behaved fans be made to suffer and have changes made to their detriment because a minority can't behave? Deal with the problem fans directly. Don't change allocations or the ability to celebrate just to appease them Give us a call 01419511025 um, On the field though Roger in terms of football Huge week coming up Huge few days in Scottish football Yeah it is And starting on Thursday night Two big Europa League games Celtic No strangers to going to Norway And beating Rosenborg in Tron time I believe Rosenborg Also like Celtic Have a cup final at the weekend The difference being Celtic are far more likely to qualify From the Europa League group and we'll put a lot more stock in Thursday night's game than Rosenberg. So if Rosenberg make any changes, weaken the team with one eye in their domestic cup final, might open up a, you know an even greater opportunity for Celtic. 
As for Rangers, that it's a really tricky group. Rangers, you know, they all seem to take points off one another. You know, if Rangers can get something off Villarreal, they'll then have one eye on Spartak Moscow against Rapid Vienna. There could be a situation where Rangers could go to Vienna in match day six with a chance to qualify and with Rapid already out. So we still retain hopes that both teams can make the last 32 knockout stage at the start of next year. Gordon, I suppose on a Tuesday, you've still sort of got one eye looking back the way at, at what happened at the weekend and mm. ultimately both prepared for Europe with fairly routine victories. Yeah, well, I was uh, at Hamilton Celtic on Saturday, Gordon, and um, Celtic totally dominated the game. Ran out 3-0 winner very comfortably, you've got to say. Uh, the big plus for Brendan Rodgers and Cham comes back into the middle of the park, gets a bit of game time. Uh, Griffiths comes off the bench, scores with a terrific free kick and um, everyone come through okay in that. So he'll be very pleased with the performance and uh, didn't really take a lot out of them. No disrespect to Hamilton. It's a hard job for Martin Cannon to go up against the, the, the quality that uh, Celtic have got in their squad. And it definitely showed, but um, they'll be looking forward mm. to Thursday night. I think that both clubs can get a real positive result. Okay, let's put both opposing teams in focus then and learn a bit more about them. Gordon DL, we were going to send them to Spain and do some homework, but we didn't get the chance. Uh, so let's speak to Lee Roden. Lee joins us on the line. He's a Scotsman living in Spain uh, who writes about Spanish football as well. Lee, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, studied Spanish, allegedly, with Gordon DL as well. Yeah, Gordon, yeah, Gordon yeah. Duncan, rather. <laughs> no, that, that that was me in a former life. I think we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and get past that. Gra- what, what type Gracias. of? Yeah, it certainly wasn't you. I don't have you down as a multilingual. <laughs> Some would say that you struggle to grasp the English language. So let's move on. Uh, Lee, what type of form did VRL come into this game in? Uh, well, it's a weird one. They they got a big win at the weekend. That they've really desperately needed their third in the league um, against a good team, Real Betis, but. Too early to say really um, whether that's a, a turnaround in fortunes or whether it's just a blip on the radar. So they're taking nothing for granted, I would say that. Um, and there's still very much the possibility of a negative atmosphere taking hold there um, if things aren't going their well, um, going their way rather relatively early on in the game uh, against Rangers. Yeah, I mean, look, Roger touched on it just before you come on, Lee, and it's a, it's a strange group in that Villarreal are top of the group in the Europa League, but there's only two points bet- between top and bottom. What is the the expectancy level if you like is the is the thought very much that Villarreal must progress from this group would anything less than that be seen as a, a disaster um, I think the way things are going there just now what they need more than anything is to put together a good run um, and to try and build some momentum they've not been able to do that this season they've had a good result here a good result there but a lot of bad results so so they'll go for it definitely and, and they'll want to try and wrap it up get the job done and, and build some kind of run of good form um, if they if they were to lose or if they were to do badly, then it would put their manager Javi Kayeka, who's already on a bit of a sugly peg, back to square one. Really, what is Spanish um, for so sugly it's a peg? Game. I wonder. Le, oh, that's French. Anyone <laughs> Spanish? <laughs> Spanish for sugly peg? I like that. That's a, a technical. Term. So many languages. Um, Lee, what about the? I mean, Rangers fans have obviously had a good look at Villarreal in, in the first leg, but things have obviously changed since then. Who would be? I don't know. Is, is there a danger man? Who in particular makes Villarreal tick at the moment? Yeah, uh, so the, the guy that, that should make them tick um, and did make them tick at the weekend is the quite an obvious one, Santi Cazorla, um, who had a belt of a game against Betis, assisted both the goals. The first one was a lovely little back heel. Um, and he looks like he's, he's recovering a bit more of his former self. He's been, you know, 
I'm sure you guys know he had a horrible time with injury, a lot of operations and a long time out. Um, but he is by far the biggest talent in their squad. And then apart from him, Gerard Moreno, who's their, their centre-forward, their main centre-forward, uh, scored at the weekend and he's been struggling to get goals regularly, so that'll give him a big boost. Uh, so those are the two I think that will be key. And then there's another thing that's happened, which is that Kayeka changed the system. So against, uh, against Rangers in the first game, they lined up in a 4-3-3. At the weekend, they used a 4-2-3-1 and pushed uh, Castola further up the pitch, which kind of gives him a little bit of relief from his defensive duties and can let him focus on what he does in the final third. Um, and it seemed to make a difference. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he repeats that again. It's, it's interesting, God, because you know people talk about Villarreal and remember the, the Villarreal team that got to the semi-final of the Champions League a few years ago, beat Rangers, beat Celtic in different seasons, Sonny Anderson, Marcos Senna, all these guys. Mm. This Villarreal team, for me, isn't a patch on Villarreal teams of old. They're struggling down the bottom five of La Liga at the minute um, Yes it's important for them To get a result on Thursday But it's important for Rangers and Spartak Moscow And Robert Vienna To, to get results as well um, I don't think They'll terrify Rangers Rangers got a very Creditable draw Over in Spain in the first game In the group And having Beaten Rapid Having drawn With Spartak I think Rangers would fancy Their chances on Thursday Particularly If they can get off To a fast start and sort of pin Villarreal back because the, the domestic form, the weekend result notwithstanding, the domestic form and even some of the European form for Villarreal, confidence can't be sky high. It just can't. Uh, Lee, do you think Rangers took Villarreal by surprise at all in in the first game? You know, it's been a long time since Rangers played in Europe and had to go the long road to get there. Um, and in many ways, it looked as if they, they certainly rattled Villarreal at times, albeit, you know, that the home side did show their quality in spells as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say yes, but they've been taken by surprise a lot this season, including domestically. <laughs> so then you begin to wonder if it's a, a problem, maybe in terms of uh, the coach getting his ideas across and not necessarily in terms of scouting your opponents because you were thinking they would do their basic homework. Um, it's been a really odd season for them in general. and It's hard to put your finger on what the issue is. Um, I think what you said is true. They, they don't have the outstanding world-class talent and abundance that they had. You know, no one like Riquelme, for example, is no one of that quality for Lan. No one at that level. Cathola really is the only one who, and remember, as I said, this is a guy who's had serious, serious injury problems. He's the only one who, on his day, um, would get into you know a top three side in Spain. Um, but they're still dangerous. They still have good players. Uh, Moreno, the striker that I mentioned, uh, hit double figures every season when he was at Espanyol the last few seasons um, in La Liga, which is not easy to do, especially with a smaller club. So uh, yeah, don't count them out. But you know. There's no reason why I think Rangers, if they work hard, can't get a result. And especially if things are tight um, by around half time, I really think you could start to see those nerves setting in. And you know, the coach and the players thinking, "Oh, come on, not again!" You know, are we going to going to drop points? Are we going to not get the result that we set out? So the, the facts are really against the wall at the moment, and you can take advantage of that. I think. Big thank you to Lee Roden, a Scotsman living in Spain, writing about Spanish football as well. Good to get the expert opinion on Villarreal's chances. Gordon, will Rangers be buoyed by what they did in the first leg? Listen, no one's no one's going to be taking this lightly. They're obviously a side full of quality players. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but will Rangers look at it and think that they can do something? I think they will. I don't think they'll take um, everything concerned about the first leg over there. Um, I think it's because of the way Rangers have been playing at Ibrox, Gordon. They'll be playing; they're playing with a lot of confidence. They're scoring a lot of goals, creating a lot of chances. Um, so they'll fancy themselves. And I think um, is it Thomas that was on there? Um, and I think that 
there'll be a bit of pressure on Villarreal, especially if Rangers can get the first goal. I'm surprised to say that their their coach is coming under a little bit of pressure if he doesn't win in, in Glasgow. So it all adds to it. I think there's a great opportunity mm. for both clubs to, and I said it earlier, to get positive results because Rangers are playing very well at uh, Ibrox and Celtic are playing very well in general, whether it's home or away, and they've got players in form that can hit you in the counter. So I think it will suit both sides. And I'm looking forward to the Villarreal press conference at Ibrox tomorrow night. I take it you'll be going down, Gordon, to translate the Spanish lessons went so mm. well? Yeah, nah. That, that, left that in the past. Oh. Mm. I prefer to spend my nights with you two now. No, no time for other languages. Yeah, well, Spain's a very difficult language, Gordon. Spain is a very difficult Spanish. language. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Clearly. <laughs> wow. And, so, and so is Norwegian. Superb. <laughs> Rangers fans, what do you make of your chances? We're only two days away from that game. And Roger, that's the fascination. Um, well, in fact, it's, it's, this isn't unique to Rangers group, but it's the fact that it's so tight. So that, you know, this really is crunch time in the Europa League. Yeah, and listen, whatever happens in these two games on Thursday night, the destiny of Celtic and Rangers in the Europa League is going to go to match night six. Celtic at home to Salzburg. Semi-finalists last year, of course, have already lost in Austria Celtic. That will be a terrific night. And Rangers going to Austria to take on Rapid. Rapid's own destiny could be decided in Moscow on Thursday night. So uh, there are so many different scenarios in either group, Gordon, and it's really exciting. Uh, William is a Rangers fan in Port Glasgow. He's on the line. It's 01419511025 if you want to join him. William, just let let me kick things off by asking uh, your thoughts ahead of Thursday's game. Uh, very, very confident, actually. Um, I think, um, you know, with the home form we've had this season, um, for me, the only poor home performance we've had all season was against Kilmarnock a couple of weeks ago. I think um, we've made Ibrox real fortress this season. The fans have got really behind the team. Particularly in Europe, I think my home performances and results in Europe was a big help in getting us to the group stages. And the atmosphere, particularly the Rapid Vienna game, was fantastic, and it really steered the players to victory. And um, which is Valdial not in the best of form at the minute. A lot of the players are in form. I think if the fans get right behind the team on Thursday night, I think we've got a really good chance of actually winning the game. I don't think we'll lose. But um, I think we've got a real chance of winning it on Thursday, yeah well, What's the key to the home form this season, William? I'm sure you saw all the, 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 the difficulties last season at home How much is the, the fast start a part of that? I mean, it hasn't happened every single game But the majority of them have seen Rangers come out pretty quickly and score early on How, how important a factor is that? I think it's massive because it gets the fans um, behind the team right away I think, you know, obviously last season the home form was atrocious um, And I think it was due to the fact we came out Started slowly, other teams sort of jumped onto that, made it a nervous game and the fans got you know, a bit restless with the players very early on. I think now, I think a key fact to that is Steven Gerrard. I think he gets the players really fired up in the dressing room as if to say, well, this is Ibrox, this is our home, no one's going to come here and make it their game. We're going to take the game to them and really get the crowd and the atmosphere up. So I think that's uh, been, been a huge mm. factor to it and the players come out and really want to make an impression. Before I put your point to the guys, because again, we are short on time, I know you've got a point to make about Alfredo Morelos, William. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's obviously, he came on off the bench on Saturday and um, you know, scored a goal, scored an assist. He was fantastic. He really changed the game and won it really in the end. And obviously there's a few, but I know it's in a few of the papers and obviously some people as well on like other radio shows like BBC Sports Sound and things, you know, talking about, you know, he's, dis- he's indisciplined and wanting to focus on the yellow card that he got and that he suspended again, which I, I think is a little bit unfair. You know, in my opinion, right now, 
at this moment in time. He's the best striker in the league by far. Um, and his goals, his assists, such a massive, massive player. The team is our best player. When when he plays well, we play well. And I think he just deserves a, a little bit more credit than he's getting. I think a lot of people are focusing too much on his, you know, temperament. Um, is he a little bit, you know, bad tempered? Yeah, but that's that, that's just who he is. It's not as if he goes completely over the top. You know, he's a little bit petulant. But you know, if he cuts that out of his game, you know. Then he'll be fine, but I mean, I think people need to focus on Alfredo Morelos, the player, rather than his temperament recently. Yeah, but William, you've got to take into consideration that you're right. He's playing very, very well. He's added so much to his game. He's banging in the goals. Um, I, I, I watched the the game and at the weekend and scored a terrific goal. You've got to say, it's not usually one he's it made a big difference when he came yeah, on. Yeah, as well, of yeah. course he does. But for Steven Gerrard, he wants him on the pitch. There's the biggest game of the season uh, Not that long ago Semi-final Against Aberdeen He's not playing Would he have made a big difference? Of course he would Because he's one of the best players So As much as you don't want to take the fire out of his belly He's got to control it a little bit better Big thanks to William in Port Glasgow We're going to talk Rosenborg Against Celtic After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com it's Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been talking all things ticket allocation and post-match celebrations. We're also trying to look ahead to the Europa League on Thursday as well. We just spoke to Lee Roden, who gave us the lowdown on Villarreal. We were meant to get the lowdown on Rosenborg, but sometimes, Roger, you just hold your hands up and tell the truth and say we can't get the guy on the phone just now. That, that's I speak Norwegian. Honesty is the best policy. Uh, so we'll do it. Rosenborg, what do you think? Celtic on Thursday. Trondheim What do I think? I think Rosenborg have won the Norwegian title again They play Stromsgård set in the cup final on Sunday They have no chance of qualifying for the Europa League group They will rest several players in the game on Thursday night And Celtic having beaten a full-strength Rosenborg in Trondheim earlier in the season In the Champions League qualifiers Will do the same to a weakened Rosenborg on Thursday Go along with that Gordon? Yeah I do um, I think Celtic are in a good place just now I think they've got bags of players that are in form. You look at Christie and Cham come back at the weekend. Griffiths is now putting a bit of pressure on, coming on, showing his fitness, getting that free kick. Uh, you get Forrest that everyone's talking about. Uh, McGregor is absolutely terrific. So they've got a lot of dangerous players middle to front that will score you goals. Um, so I do think they'll be a threat And I do think they'll be able to go there mm. and get a valuable three points. Now, of course, Celtic have a cup final of their own. On Sunday Roger But the, the The word coming out of Norway If you like Is that Rosenborg will be Very much focused on Their cup final yeah. To such an extent That they may well take their eye off The Europa League Whereas Here we, we don't feel like Celtic will do that Certainly not intentionally But Rosenborg They don't seem to no. they such a slight chance Of progressing in Europe They seem to be putting Most of their eggs In this cup basket Celtic have a, have a big opportunity To qualify in Europe If they win in Toronto On Thursday it's then all set before them in the final game Match day 6 at home to Salzburg It would be in their own hands Rosenberg have no chance of qualification So why why on earth With a domestic final three days further on Why on earth would Rosenberg risk key men And what is for them A meaningless game against Celtic Rene Cullen's the manager Will make several changes And Celtic Will look to exploit A weakened Rosenberg team Win the game 
And then And how's this for a conspiracy theory does mm-hmm. They'll very quickly Have a look to see What's mm-hmm. happened between Red Bull and Red Bull mm-hmm. And see if they still have As good an opportunity To make it through To the knockout stage Is that going to be the key Middle to front Gordon The conference that mm-hmm. Not only You know James Forrest Or Odson Edward Or Ryan Christie But the conference That they're all playing with At the moment yeah, and of course now Lee Griffiths to choose from if Brendan Rodgers so wishes. Well, the great thing that Brendan Rodgers now knows, and you know, has known for a long time, there are bags of goals in the team. Uh, I thought their first goal um, on Saturday, Gordon, was excellent. I really did. Great um, training ground um, set play, and it was a great finish by Christie. They're scoring goals from everywhere. And I think they're good enough And I do think Rangers are good enough at home as well So I'm very positive for the two Scottish sides um, And then obviously Celtic have got uh, A big League Cup final to look forward to on Sunday Against what you've got to say Aberdeen team that's got to improve you, Or they will get walloped You wonder how much though These two Thursday night games And everything that goes with them How much of that is going to be a leveller A for Celtic in the Cup final against mm. Aberdeen And B for Rangers at noon on Sunday at Tynecastle now, Dan has gone so long to Fur Park and watched Aberdeen, who were abject at the weekend. As Dan says, they can only get better. I saw Hearts for Super Scoreboard losing at St Mirren at the weekend. Absolutely dreadful. They could be playing yet and they wouldn't have scored a goal. They can't be that bad again. So you just wonder if Aberdeen and Hearts have enough improvement about them that they could exploit... Celtic and Rangers teams who have had a very hectic week while Aberdeen and Hearts have been at home doing their training, doing their prep, doing everything. Or is the gap just too big between them at the I, moment? I think the gap's too big, Roger. Um, you know that I'm out there watching the games week in, week out. And yeah, Hearts go off to a great start. And of course we can look at the injuries to key players. But the only thing Hearts have got in their favour on Sunday, I think, against Rangers will be the fact that no matter... What team Craig Levine plays at Tynecastle? Tynecastle is one of the most difficult places to go and get a result. I don't care if Aberdeen improve. I will be amazed mm. if they can win the cup. I think Celtic will absolutely batter them. Annette is a Celtic fan from Wisher. Annette, do you fancy your team's chances on Thursday? Thursday and Sunday. Confident? Yep, definitely. Um, I think Celtic will be up for a cup final Doesn't matter who they're playing against Doesn't matter who they've been playing against During the week I think they'll be up for a cup final That's a totally different ball game um, Thursday night I think we'll beat Rosenberg I think it'll be 2 nothing. Roger, I suppose How much does experience come into this Where this is nothing new Celtic having to juggle this sort of Big European game with big domestic game A couple of days later It's not, it's not the first time we've seen this No it isn't And the one thing you would say about Brendan Rodgers' team you know, they've come back for cup finals before, they've come back for big cup ties before and they've never tripped up. They've shown a great capacity to come back, to ignore the tiredness, to ignore everything that's come with the travel and what have you and they win the games. Um, they won two cup finals against the Motherwell last season, they won two cup finals against Aberdeen the previous season. They tend to be able to ignore all the, you know, outside circumstances, focus in the game and win the game. And you know, coming back from Trondheim, I believe they're staying in Trondheim on Thursday night. I think they're training in Norway on Friday. They're coming back later in the day on Friday. Um, a very quiet Saturday. Get themselves ready for the final on Sunday. So Brendan Rodgers and his backroom team are confident in the way that they build up for these games. They've never seen their players flop 
on the big occasion. And I think, you know, all of us would be surprised to see them flop on Sunday. I think you had another point to make as well, it. Yeah, just want to say, I always agree with Roger Hanna. He always talks complete sense. Um, <laughs> but moving on. Post, Thanks very I much. To, <laughs> uh, I want to go back to the ticket allocation. Mm-hmm. This is totally Dave King's fault. I don't blame anybody else but this guy. Now, I don't know if um, Gordon had said it was the Celtic players lording it over the Rangers fans. I didn't quite catch that, but no, I didn't I heard say that. I think you did. No, it I over a team. Um, yeah, I said I was any, at that any game, Gordon. Yeah, um, so was I. And, right. right, and quite rightly so. Every game, our, our players do a lap of honour. Now, had Dave King um, maybe not have reduced our allocation to 800, we wouldn't have reduced his allocation, which meant that the Rangers fans were just stuck in that wee corner and our fans had to rightly, uh, sorry, our players had rightly done their, their lap of honour. They walked past the Rangers fans and then they started again when they got to the main stand. How is it the Celtics players' fault that Rangers hooligans can't keep themselves in check I don't know about that and it's a bit a bit strong especially when well listen I think you've got to be able to back that sort of stuff up and Roger I think does this not go back to last season anyway this is last season's game before the allocation was, was cut yeah and listen whatever happens on December 29 the, the priority for everyone is that everyone gets home safe everyone we know everyone can't enjoy the game because everyone can get the result uh, Rangers have taken the decision to cut the allocation We all know this, it's not going to be reversed Celtic then decided to do the same thing I think it's unfortunate that the relationship between the clubs Has reached this level I just hope now that tensions are not going to be stoked Between now and a game that's five weeks away And that we can talk a bit in the intervening five weeks About football rather than tickets and rather than celebrations that might not happen anyway. That would be nice. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. And remember, just for getting through to play, you don't even have to get any questions right. Just for getting through, you're getting yourself a pair of tickets to a Legends of Scottish football event with Danny McGrain, Davy Hay and Frank McAvenny on Monday the 7th of January right here in Glasgow. We're going to have the exact same type of prize for you Rangers fans in the coming weeks. So if you fancy it tonight, 0141 951 1025. Do it quick. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been looking back uh, on the ticket allocation situation between Celtic and Rangers at the moment and the post match celebration issue. Hopefully you're following that Let's talk football if we can We're going to hear from Scott Bain Who's been told he will play in goal For Celtic in the League Cup final on Sunday This takes us back We've had these debates before What do you make of this concept Of a League Cup goalkeeper Does it bother you Or could you not care less We'll get to that next Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Time for Beat the Pundit Roger and Gordon are both standing by uh, one of them is going to be up against another Gordon from Kirkluck. How are you, Gordon? 
Hey, I'm good, thanks. And yourself? Yes, not too bad at all. And of course, just for getting on, you've won yourself a pair of tickets to that Legends of Scottish Football event with Danny McGrain, Davey Hay, and Frank McAvenny on Monday, the 7th of January at Glasgow's Royal Concert Hall. Does that sound good? That uh, sounds fantastic. To good be stuff. Fair. Let's be honest, though. You want to put the cherry on top. You want to beat either Roger or Gordon and beat the pundit. Heads, it is Roger Hanna. Tails, it's Gordon DL. He's already shaking his head. What is wrong with you? Nothing. I'm looking forward to it. And it is, Gordon, try to tell me what that coin says Heads No it doesn't, it says tails It's you up against Gordon <laughs> from Kerlouk That's four Tuesdays in a row But the coin doesn't lie, coin, I don't know what you want me can't to do lie. Uh, Let me give Gordon some Clyde 2 in his ear So that he can't hear what we are saying And I'll get your clock up and running uh, To the other Gordon, Gordon and Kerlouk You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head The secret is you can pass So don't forget that Your time starts You ready to go? Yeah Good man, your time starts no. Who's been appointed referee for Sunday's League Cup final? Eh, uh, well, I call him. In what year did Aberdeen's Mikey Devlin make his first appearance for Hamilton? Tough. 2015. How many goals did Motherwell score against Aberdeen at the weekend? Three. What junior side will Air United face in the next round of the Scottish Cup? Pass. Uh, what is the name of Stranraer's home ground? Yes. Which country did Alfredo Morelos play in prior to joining Rangers? Mexico Okay, let's bring Gordon back Gordon, are you with us? Yeah Right, same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yep Who's been appointed referee for Sunday's League Cup final? Um, um, Thompson <laughs> In what year did Aberdeen's Mikey Devlin make his debut for Hamilton? Uh. 13 How many goals did Motherwell score against Aberdeen Three. at the weekend? Which junior side will Air United Auckland. face in the next round of the Scottish Cup? What is the name of Stranraer's home ground? Stepan Which country did Alfredo Morelos play in prior to joining Finland. Rangers? And what number does James Forrest wear playing for Celtic? Seven No he doesn't he? 44 44 or something isn't it? <laughs> Do you think that's a bingo? <laughs> I couldn't remember a referee It's no beating I'll tell you in a minute Gordon how do you think that went? Uh, I know half the answers now that I got wrong ah, <laughs> She's been on the spot yes, so. <laughs> When the pressure's on When the pressure's on it's a bit more difficult Who's been appointed referee for Sunday's League Cup final? It is Andrew Dallas Oh I was going to see him as well Well he didn't so it's nil-nil This was a tough one And what year did Aberdeen's Mikey Devlin make his first appearance for Hamilton? Would you take a guess Roger? Uh, 2010 2011 Oh, apparently. Uh, so there we go. Nil nil after good game, two. Good game. Uh, on to the third one. How many goals did Motherwell score against Aberdeen at the weekend? It was three. You both got it. One all. One one. Which junior side will Air United face in the next round of the Scottish Cup? It is Auchinleck. You got that. Yeah, didn't you? Well done. Yeah. Uh, two one to you. Uh, what is the name of Stranraer's home ground? Stair Park. Again, uh, you both got that one right, oh, which means no. it's three two to Gordon. Yeah. Uh, the, Gordon on the line Can't need to come up with a nickname here mm-hmm. um, Gordon from Carluke Didn't get the Auckland Lake Talbot one So you're already one ahead Which country did Alfredo Morelos Play in prior to joining Rangers It was Finland You've stretched it even further 4-2 Which means this horrendous attempt At the last question Doesn't really matter What number does James Forrest Four, Wear when four, playing for 44, Celtic 44 24 44 49 Is 49 See if Gordon had got to that question Oh god I'd have been 4-3 It certainly wasn't 7 But anyway Gordon on the line Hard lines to you DL has pipped you no 
Oh, it's four in a row Good man But anyway Gordon from Kirkluck You've won yourself two tickets To that Legends of Scottish Football event With Danny McGrain Davy Hay and Frank McAvenny At the Royal Concert Hall On the 7th of January You're going to have a chance To win those tickets all week And in the very near future We're going to bring you Tickets to a very similar Rangers event as well So stay tuned for that one You're absolutely delighted by that aren't Oh you? Look at that victory on the Makes me victory. sick 4-2 four 4-2 two. Four two. You, you ever want to play? Listen, I only go okay, with the coins. I'll do the victories. Well, you lost last week. No, oh well, that was Hamden. I was away from home. Nice lost, didn't you? No, I didn't even have my own boots. I told you. The minute I come back into my comfort zone, I'm dynamite. I have to beat Roger. <laughs> okay, uh, let's continue looking ahead to a big week of football. I think this has happened before, Roger. It's, it's almost difficult because you you end up not even focusing fully on a League Cup final until the day before it because yeah. you've got all these European games. So let's try and do both. Um, let's hear a bit from Scott Bain Shall we um, He was speaking to the media today Looking ahead to that fixture coming up on Sunday He's been told he's going to play in goals So he's, he's the league cup keeper if you like We've seen this um, over the years He's been told he will start against Aberdeen at Hamden And can't wait for his first major final Celtic fans Give us your thoughts on this idea of a league cup goalie Happy with it or not? It's great that the, the manager's shown the faith in me Through the entire cup run So... Um, to go another step and play in the final would be fantastic for myself. Hopefully, there's there's other big ones to come. But of course, we've got a big game on on Thursday to come first. But it will be the biggest game I've played in so far. Yeah. Focus always on what Celtic can achieve this season with the general. But for you personally, what would it mean to win a league cup? Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Um, like you say, when you're at a club like Celtic, it's it's all about the collective, and I think they've shown over the last two years that. That everyone's in it together. It doesn't matter who's on the pitch. Everyone's pushing in the same direction. So, personally, it'd be fantastic to play and win. But I think, like we say, we want to do it all for the club and for the fans and everyone that supports us. It's still the case that within the dressing room, you guys don't get too carried away by each final and what it means in terms of the season. Do you leave that to the fans? Well, we've not really spoke about it. Um, obviously, like you said, we've got a massive game on Thursday, and no one's really mentioned the, the the cup final yet. So it'll be a case of try and take care of the game on Thursday, prepare as best we can, um, get a result there, and, and then after that we can focus on on the cup final. But no one's really mentioned it right now. In a way, is that better because you don't have the big build up, you don't have the full week. Like Aberdeen have got the full week of build up to this final, whereas Celtic got this game on Thursday night, Ben's final. I think it could be um, positives for both. Um, obviously, they, they don't have any travelling or or any game um, in terms of fitness-wise, but um, the lads here know what, what finals are all about um, and they, they know how to prepare for them. So it's good to be a part of that and it was good to be a part of it last year um, in the Scottish Cup final and see how, how the guys coped with it and, and prepared for it. This is an issue we discussed previously with the semi-final Scott Bain playing in goals Some people couldn't care less and say Yeah, so what? He's played all the League Cup and that's fine, he deserves it Other people are very much on the opposite side and say Oh, I don't know, the, the number one should always play in, in Cup finals and so on Well, listen, this is a modern day phenomenon You're asking the two wrong men here People of myself and Daz's age I always think you pick your strongest team um, However, in the modern day game People don't tend to do it There was a spell there with Rangers When Wes Fodderingham played in the first team And Jack Anik played the cup games 
Then it was Alan McGregor And the first team in West Fodringham mm. Playing cup games but Then that got uh, reversed into For the Aberdeen game And Alan McGregor came back in Yes he did So um, Listen Fair play to Brendan Rodgers He's kept his word to Scott Bain He told Scott Bain At the start of the season He would be the cup goalkeeper He has kept his word He will play in the cup final And there is A delicious little irony of course Because Aberdeen were the club That released Scott Bain Age 20 Without him ever playing a game For the first team So I'm quite sure That will be going through his mind When he walks out Behind the captain For the game on Sunday I think it's a good bit of man management I know the arguments For and against But if you start off with Scott being in goals for the cup games He's entitled to see it all the way through Because he's a part of the team That's got there to the final So when they get to the final You just don't turn around and say Excuse me Great mm. job getting here But we're going to play Craig Gordon I think it's about keeping a, a good squad Keeping your players happy And he obviously believes in the goalkeeper's good enough Or he wouldn't win goals So I don't think there's a problem at all with it 0141 Peter is a Celtic fan from Postle Park Peter, Scott Bain, happy with that or not? Gordon, I don't, I'm, I'm, no, I, I'm not too bothered myself I mean, fair enough It's, it's not really all right he's doing in any games It's that scary moment of the uh, Perth And the commute to the ball in no man's land But I just think, possibly look, I heard Gordon there saying, obviously <clears throat> He was a cup goalkeeper now I respect that And to say it's not him but I wonder if for Swansea it was Celtic and Rangers on Sunday with Brendan and the Wentman or would have went with Craig Gordon and also the Europa League for it is and isn't in the rain hands mm. in a sense Let's do that question Gordon. first Peter I'm quite interested in that if the guys think that would make any difference no, whatsoever Not for me not, not the way Brendan Rodgers goes about his business at Celtic and with his squad I think if he made that promise at the beginning and I'll touch on it again Gordon you can't ask someone to get you a cup final And he achieves that And then say to him Oh, hold on a minute If it had been Aberdeen You'd have been playing But it's Rangers So we're going to go with Craig Gordon You'd be better letting him go You you, you lose your goalkeeper Think about it Put yourself in that position All the hard work you're doing Day in, day out You're sitting there waiting for an opportunity You know that Craig Gordon Is your number one You've accepted that But then you get your opportunity in the cup You get to the final and then the manager decides on what team it is who's going to play. I think the Brendan Rodgers, a manager that says to his uh, player at the beginning of the cup campaign, you're the number one, get us to the final, and let's win the final, no matter who it is. Roger? Uh, I tend to agree with the first point. I don't think it really matters who the opposition would have been. I tend to think if Brendan Rodgers had said to Bain, you're playing, then he would have played him, whether it was Aberdeen or whether it was Rangers. Um, I'm not a fan. I think play your strongest team. For a game like this um, The strongest team for me Still features mm. Craig Gordon is, a, is an important part of this And I, I obviously don't know this I'm sort of reading between the lines Say Brendan Rodgers has it in his head That at some point in the future Scott Bain is the man to eventually take over From Craig Gordon Does that not help that process If you're giving him these high profile experiences? Uh, yeah It would certainly help down the line If you were doing that But I, I'm not a fan of You know Let's think what might happen Two, three years down the line No if you go in in cup finals and lose cup finals You don't get two, three years down the line, Gordon So you have mm. to play the game that's in front of you um, Listen, it doesn't bother me It's up to Brendan Rodgers who, who he picks in the team You know, the way he deals with his two goalkeepers For me, it would have been Craig Gordon Peter, what was your other point you were just going on to? Also, other point Oh, cut off in his prime mm. We'll get him back I think it was something to do with the Europa League And the, the so-called Red Bull teams 
Um, I'm sure it was something along those lines, Roger. You can see why people are watching that situation with interest. We knew it was going to get to this stage, but let's be honest, Celtic still have it in their own hands to an extent. You know, make sure they go and uh, beat Rosenborg and take care of their side of the business. And, and Salzburg will still want to top the group, won't they? It's not like. You know, the, I can understand all the yeah, conspiracy like, theories listen, flying around. Listen, you can never imagine an Austrian and a German team, you know, carving <laughs> up a result to, to their own benefit you, you're and the exclusion of, of someone else. You can never imagine that having happened in football history. So you have to, you have to look, you have to look at things with an open mind. You would have to think that Salzburg, undefeated at home all year, I mean, they're bound to be overwhelming favourites. You would think at home to Leipzig to win the game. You couldn't see a. Foresee a situation where the bookies would have them at three to one outsiders to win and extend that unbeaten run at home against Leipzig. So you you would have to fancy Salzburg to win the game, Celtic winning in Rosenberg, and then it's all to play for. You cynic. Mm. Peter is back. Peter, on you go. Uh, again, just listen. That was basically my point. And I'm just, I just think, God, I know you're saying. I don't think it's in their own hands. Obviously, it'd be great if both Scottish teams would make the next stage of Europe. For the coefficient that have you, but I just think obviously it's going to lie we really to the buildings. I just get this wee feeling they're just going to put a draw on Thursday night. I may be slightly in front, depending on the next game against Salzburg, but it's going to be hard to go distance and everything going to, or the head to head, obviously slightly better. And can I make a wee quick point, Gordon, about the ticket allocation? Sure. To me, and I think this is what's been overlooked, and I don't think. I get, granted, I get it where is a range of support, the DVG fact and everything else selling their tickets. There's a filter, there's a header capacity crowd every other week at Ibrox. Anyway, this has been brought upon, the allocation cut has been brought upon after the uh, last league game of last season, the Hibs cut the Rangers allocation, and Rangers of Mize have decided to follow suit and cut their away fans section. Because they've had full cows every week anyway, but they're also just putting out there that all oh, the DVG factor, that they can sell their tickets. They wouldn't have borrowed them. If Hibs have kept them their, their full capacity last season, this wouldn't have came about. We wouldn't be having this conversation. This was all down to the fact that Hibs got them as they hoping to put them for second place last season. Just wondering, if Rangers and Celtic do get through in Europe after Christmas and they keep winning and they draw each other in a Europa League quarter-final or semi-final, <laughs> how, how many tickets do UEFA don't, allow away fans please for, for games like that, Gordon? I don't know Is the answer And I hope to never have to find out You're the anchor You're the anchor in this show You did say anchor yeah Good, Just double checking Just double checking Well what was it The the, um, the Boca Juniors River Plate game That's going to be played Outside Argentina isn't it Did you see that today Yep Incredible Yep mm. Ibrox Hamden on Sunday After the League Cup final uh, Gordon what you, you were at the previous game this season Thinking Yeah you were weren't you Yeah Yeah Celtic Park yeah what impact did it have overall? Do you think that the the, alloc- the new allocation? Um, I, I, I'm old-fashioned, Gordon. Did you know? I oh, yes. I like oh, the fact that gear. has never paid with anything contactless. That's what he revealed to me no, today. No, I was no, astonished no, at this. A, never I'm, in his life. I like to pay with my five pounds or my four pounds or whatever it may be. Your shillings. My shillings, yes. But uh, it's still no matter at Celtic Park and at Ibrox, still a fantastic noise. Fantastic atmosphere As I say I'm old fashioned I like the, the fact that You can give The opportunity I know that It's it's not <laughs> You know The the full Rangers end uh, The Celtic end What you call it Ibrox It could be fully Celtic fans Gives an opportunity to Celtic fans to go and support their side And it's the same at 
Celtic Park with Rangers fans rather than have 800 tickets. I think it's unfair in the supporters because their supporters want to go to these games. These are the biggest games of the season for them. They look forward to them. But Rangers decided, no, we're going to look after our own supporters. This is what we want to do. That's fine. That's not a problem. I still think it'll be incredibly noisy. I think there'll be terrific atmosphere there. But I would just like to see at Celtic Park and at Ibrook mm. more visiting fans. If you've got any thoughts on Rosenborg against Celtic or Rangers against Villarreal, then now is the time to share them. 0141-951-1025. Now, here's something that's important. Mission Christmas 2018 is well underway. Big thank you uh, if you have already donated. Now, one way that you can help and fundraise with us is Christmas Jumper Day, fast approaching Thursday the 13th of December. Gordon DL. Rudolph. You've got it already don't you You've been yep. banging on about this for weeks mm-hmm. You're going to be looking fantastic as always uh, So you could get involved You could get the whole work involved Maybe you're a teacher Or you could ask your teacher If the class can take part Maybe you're a taxi driver Get one on See who can get the loudest Brightest Christmas jumper uh, You can find Donate for, to Cash for Kids Mission Christmas along the way Now there's a couple of ways You can do that The main one Would be to text Clyde to 70808 That's Clyde to 70808 That will donate £5 And your full donation Goes towards helping kids Who really do need it the most Right here on our doorstep In Glasgow and the West The full time teaser Is next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Only two days away From big European games Involving both Celtic and Rangers So let us know your thoughts So one four one nine five one one zero two five. It is time for the full time teaser And this one has been sent in by Roger from Girvan Ooh are you Roger? Roger you, Hannah from Girvan well, well, you're, you're from if, down that way, you know If I'm sending it in, there must be a reason why I'm sending it in Yeah, because you actually got to take part while I just no, keep No, it's just you. you You must know why This is a special night for you <laughs> And it is just you on the full-time do teaser you, tonight Do you know why it's a special night for you? Why? We've stitched this up, we've been planning it all day I can't what, just what move on. What's what's what's, what's today's today? date? What's the date today? I've no idea. <laughs> today's date is November the 27th. 27th. Yeah. Why is that yeah. a significant date? Because it's Tuesday. Are you serious? You genuinely don't know what what this date is. I'll give you a clue. What were you doing twenty four years ago today? Not getting married. Oh, cut final. <laughs> Well oh, done honestly. Today is the 24th anniversary Of Wraith Rovers Beating Celtic In the Coca-Cola Cup final She told me I'd have said that all night Did you genuinely not have known that? Well, no, I, no, but I, I did wonder to be fair Because it is 25 past I, I 7 know, And he hasn't I, brought I, it up I had 6.02 in the sweepstake As to when he would bring it up Oh I wish you boys would have Told 24 years Anyway We've brought it up now So Roger sent in the teaser <laughs> Please don't say Name the team And he wants you <laughs> To name the team <laughs> Are you serious? You don't think you could do that? Uh, you could do the Wraith Rovers team, obviously, yeah? Oh, is that the... T- I, I, I think I could, yeah. Yeah, but that's not the question. It's the Celtic team. Because, well, we figured the Wraith one would be too easy. Maybe we're giving you too much credit. Oh, I would struggle with the Wraith. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> right, Gordon Marshall, because I, I had one for 30 yards past him. We to make beat. it 2-2. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um... Just not... out of curiosity Could you do the Wraith team? Go quickly Scott Thompson uh-huh. 
Mackinespe, yep. Dennis, Sinclair, uh, David Neri, Julian Brodo. Mm-hmm. Um, you? Me yeah, and you Ali Graham up front. Stevie Crawford scored. Jason Dare. Colin Cameron. Yeah, that's you. You've nailed Sorry? them all. You've nailed them all. I'm glad we didn't give you that because even you couldn't mess that up. So we're looking for the Celtic team that Wraith Rovers beat. I'll, g- I'll that give day. you. I'll give you the two that couldn't handle me in the day. All right, who? McNally and Mowbray. Yes. Oh, Randy, Do you know too what? Ragged. I'm not even going to tell you yes or no. I'm just going to see if you can come right, up with okay. the eleven. So you've got Gordon Marshall. Uh-huh. You've got McNally and you've got Mowbray. <laughs> as I'm not well. going to get this. I ain't getting that You seriously didn't know Today was the anniversary of that No I forgot no. about that No Still unwilling After all these years To share the story on air As to what you did For your pre-match preparation That, that day Or is that, is that, that for the book That's for the book with... <laughs> That is brilliant That's the book Roger? Brilliant. It's the best pre-match That anybody there Nobody is, will beat this pre-match There is no chance We'll even get it past The polishers I deal with <laughs> Yeah, I think so I can actually see the boss here Running yeah. into the studio To stop this story going any further uh, 01419511025 On the phones Remember if you would rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB uh, How are you getting on Gordon? This is uncharted territory for you You're stuck on your own I've got Roger's not I, helping I've you I've got six Alright, well you, you look as if you're going to squish it then We'll get to that Uh a little bit later on 01419511025 If you want to talk football That would be just lovely If you still want to talk about tickets and celebrations Great, we're here for you William is a Rangers fan in Aberdeen Rangers up against Villarreal on Thursday William, what are your thoughts ahead of that one? Yeah, I'm quite excited I, I think uh, 2-1 to Rangers I think it'll be a, a hard game uh, Villarreal are a, a top team but I, I think that we can uh, win 2-1. How do you rate Rangers' chances of actually progressing, William? Because it's quite incredible to think that you know only a couple of months ago, I'm sure you and your fellow Rangers fans were just happy to, to get to the group stages. That in itself was an achievement. But now you've got a couple of decent uh, points under your belt. You've seen all the other teams. Is there a real belief there that you can perhaps well, go to the uh, next stage? I think before, it, uh, you know, we were glad to be there. Uh, and then the last game, it was unbelievable, you know, when we were winning and end up losing the game. Uh, but it's such a league that everybody's taking points off everybody. But I think if we can win tomorrow, I think it will give them the belief to, to go into the, the, the final game and get the result they need. William makes a good point about the previous game. In many ways, we saw the absolute best and worst of, of Rangers in Europe. Within that one game, didn't we? Because going forward, they looked magnificent at times and scored some great goals. But my word, at the other end, that's where they were undone. Yeah, and listen, it can be exciting to watch. Uh, I'm not sure what it does for Williams' nerves. Well, it's great or for us the, in here, but all the nerves of the, the rest of the Rangers supporters. The, the important thing isn't really what's happened in the first four match days. The important thing for Rangers now is what happens in the next two games, and their destiny is in their own hands. Beat Villarreal, see how the other game goes between Spartak and Rapid on Thursday night, and then do what they need to do in Vienna on match day six. Uh, I think if you'd offered Stephen Gerrard. This scenario at the start of the group He would quite gladly have taken it And it's up to Rangers now to produce on Thursday night The type of performance they produced at home to Rapid Vienna Gordon, if I could just wake you from your, your quiz so, question so, Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to do the quiz and everything myself uh, What was your question? Oh my word Yeah, I think I think that I said earlier I, I think the two two teams will get results, Gordon Positive results 
I think Celtic will go away from home and win and I think Rangers with the fact the way they're playing at Ibrox and the confidence they're playing with I think they're good enough and um, I think it'll be a terrific game of football don't underestimate this side I know that you know we heard tonight the reporter from Spain talking about you know negative stuff from them they'll still be a dangerous outfit but I just think at home Rangers I think Rangers have got too much sort of a pace about them the, the flying Candace you know, going down that right-hand side, you get Middleton, Morelis is banging for him, scoring goals, Arfield's a threat coming, Tavernier, people like that. I just think Rangers will have too much. I appreciate where Roger's coming from in the sense that you can only put so much emphasis on previous games. It's about what's going to happen in the here and now. However, what lessons will Steven Gerrard have taken from that previous outing in Moscow? Um, he'll... he'll Ask his players to defend a little bit better, um, especially at home. I think. When Does that mean Gareth McCauley starts again? I think so. Yeah, I think he'll come yeah. in and, and he'll start Gordon. I think he's trying to make a partnership with him and Golton in there. Um, you know, try and develop that just now. I think that's his best options. And when you're at home and uh, you're playing in the, the European campaign, you've got to make sure, don't give the opposition anything to hold on to. Make sure you're very tight at the back Protect your goalkeeper And I think that's the two best central defenders To do that job And Roger when you look at Group G As Rangers are in the third at the moment On five points But Spartak Moscow are also in five points uh, Above them um, And Villarreal are in six points All four teams have you know have played four and won one yeah. so There's an absolute reluctance For any of them to take this group By the scruff of the neck What it shows is There's nobody way way above anyone else So Rangers shouldn't be terrified Villarreal were the top seeds in the group they haven't performed so far like top seeds They're not performing well As Lee was saying earlier on They're not performing well domestically They're not the team they once were So Rangers shouldn't be terrified at all Of Villarreal coming in Thursday night And you would hope Rangers can win Celtic can go to Norway and win And then it sets it all up beautifully For match day 6 on December the 13th William Yes Want to come back in? Yeah well I'd like to speak about the, the ticket allocation mm-hmm. on you uh, The games and and. You know, I don't believe that it, the the reason is true in what the board have said uh, about the the money. You know, I mean, for years, you know, way way back in the eighties, we've always gave up that Brim One Road stand. You know, seven and a half thousand Rangers fans have gave their seats up, okay, to accommodate Celtic coming. But yeah, every time we go to Celtic, you know, at, at Celtic Park. The Rangers fans, we get chucked in a little corner with restricted views, you know, told out the way. And to me, I think the board should have just said, look, you know, until when we come to Parkhead, if you give us, you know, the proper you know, scene and treat our fans the same way, and then we'll keep it the same. I just think that, you know, we've always gave these seats up, and yet when we go to Celtic Park, we don't get treated the same way, you know? I mean, they can't all be right in the corner of the William, can they? There's not used to be 7,000 or so, the allocation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't we get restricted. It's, it, it's the worst seats in the stadium. Come on now. You, we're, we're chucking a corner out the way. We're not even behind the goals. We're chucking a corner out the way with restricted views. It's the worst seats in the stadium. You know? I, I, I can't say, William, because I've never ever sat there. I don't know. I just take your word for it. And uh, I understand what you mean about being put in the corner and Celtic getting the full stand. Um, I would. I just think it's, it's, in my opinion, that it's a shame that 
Seven and a half thousand Rangers fans can't go and support their team at Celtic Park, and seven and a half thousand can't come to to Ibrox. But it's up to Rangers. They've decided that's what they want to do, and we just need to go on with. Roger is what do you, I mean? Like, it's difficult having never sat there like Gordon. Well, we are. Listen, what Gordon said in us getting. We are. Everybody is going to need to go on with it because Dave King's told the Rangers AGM today he's not for changing his mind anytime soon. So for this game, Celtic will only be offered. 800 tickets for subsequent derbies at Ibrox 800 tickets Celtic will quite clearly continue with the policy that they employed for the first home derby of the season at Celtic Park limiting the number of tickets that Rangers get and you can't imagine either board backing down anytime soon for me as we said at the top of the show the fascinating thing now will be whether or not Celtic take their allocation of 800 for this game next month it's so 1-4-1-9-5-1-1-0-2-5 on the phones tonight full time teaser's a bit different Roger Hanna has set the question for Gordon but don't worry that the full time teaser is not going anywhere and in fact we need your questions more than ever before so send them in to fulltime at clyde1.com send the questions in and we'll do our best to use them on the show we're looking to see if Gordon can name the Celtic team from the Coca-Cola Cup final in 94 Wraith Rovers won it He was part of the team he, he mentions it now and then Big part And it's the 24th anniversary today He didn't even know that Until he came into the studio about 10 minutes ago He knows it now How are you getting on? Um, I'm struggling a little bit What have uh, you got so far? And I'm not telling you if you're, you're right or wrong You already had Gordon Marshall Mark McNally and Tony Mowbray Yeah but we're not telling him if they're right at this well, point oh. Well I'll guarantee one right Paul McStay Who was the captain and missed the penalty kick um, Andy Walker scored And Charlie Nicholas scored Did he? Yeah Well you yeah. were there Yeah um, Yeah you, you, Ch- Charlie Nicholas scored the second one Andy Walker scored the equaliser Charlie Nicholas scored the second one I scored my cracker um, I'm struggling down the right hand side <laughs> Did they play with a right back And an outside right that day? <laughs> Maybe that's how we won I love this tweet from uh, Lorna Doc Listen to this 24 years ago today My husband gave up the chance To be on Pat Sharp's Funhouse To go to the cup final And still shouts at the radio Every time DL is on Oh he hasn't stopped dancing yet Pat Sharp I looked a wee bit like him And what about poor Barry From Barhead That called to do Beat the Pundit Last week He had wanted to take on Daz Because the Coca-Cola Cup final had been in his 10th birthday Gordon broke his heart that's And right. Daz ruined the do boys' you know, birthday Do you know the thing I can't believe it tonight Seeing you said Roger from Girvin I know <laughs> you didn't even click you know? you didn't, Honestly, He still didn't know it was me oh. <laughs> On a serious note Because we don't get much of that from you Is that I mean is that the obvious, Is that the high point Any any doubt about it When you look back Because um, you, you don't get You know We're here asking you about Here and now all the time You perhaps don't reflect too much I think because of We were underdogs Gordon I think we were up against A very good Celtic side And you've got to say If I can remember them all They were decent players As I touched on there McStay Nicholas Guys like that um, But As a captain And 2-1 down With about 7-8 minutes on the clock And you'll you turn and the, the players look towards our captain I, I said to, I wanted this okay. to be serious for okay. two uh, minutes right. You've got two minutes to the next right. break Okay, well I would <laughs> Try say, your best I was, I was just, Right, one of the best I think it goes in par with I always wanted to play in a Oldfirm game And score a goal And I achieved that at 18 uh, At Celtic Park So that in the cup final And I played in Scottish Cup finals League Cup finals But probably that because of the underdog 
that nobody gave us a chance of winning it. And again, a serious answer if you can. Does does genuinely the, the, the whole part of you know about being the captain and, and all the rest of it does that add to the the joy, the sense of achievement? That responsibility yeah, being, on the day being, being the captain I was very fortunate Jimmy Nicol Put a lot of trust in me um, To be the captain Probably a bit of experience And um, it was fantastic To go up and Eventually get your hands on the cup And pick up the cup at Ibrox And, and it was great to You know mm. I've lorded that for 24 years In Kirkcaldy and, and many many years on If you remember You, you once sent Daz and I to Starks Park I think if Rangers The season Rangers Were promoted from the Championship They could have sealed the title At mm-hmm. Starks Park Ended up a 3-3 draw And they won it the following week I went to Kirkcaldy With Gordon DL And You couldn't make it up When he goes to Kirkcaldy now Even after all these years It is like a royal visit <laughs> There people were stopping him In the street He was almost kissing babies And patting dogs That's enough I don't want to hear any more <laughs> about that Um what about how, how did you handle the, That whole underdog element then Maybe it's not quite as extreme But Aberdeen going to this weekend mm-hmm. As underdog What did you guys do How did you get that That sense of belief Can you remember You know that Perhaps the, the night before Or the build up I think the build I, I think in the dressing room Was astonishing Because David Neary Who'd played in the World Cup Remember the toe poke mm-hmm. He'd scored in the World Cup Guys like him Myself had played In cup finals before And, and, and big games But the younger boys they were the ones I think that won the cup for us because I couldn't believe how casual and you're sitting there, it's a cup final going out against Celtic and I've, I've, I was nervous, David was nervous and you're looking about and these young kids are thinking, Ach, it's just a game of football and I think that was the attitude we took on the pitch. Nobody believed in us apart from our own supporters and you need a slice of luck, we got that. And um, unfortunately, and I always say, because I think he was a terrific player and a terrific guy, very sad somebody had to miss a penalty and it was the Celtic captain, Paul McSnay. 0141 If you'd like to get involved on the phones, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. And tonight's full-time teaser is Gordon Dale trying to name the Celtic team that he beat. He was part of the Wraith Rovers team, of course, and he likes to take all the credit. Uh, that beat Celtic in the 94 Coca-Cola Cup final 24 years ago today. We're asking him to name the starting 11. You can play along on Twitter as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And Roger's taking a back seat to let Gordon do the teaser on his own. Now, 24 years to the day since. <laughs> and the reason Roger is laughing, because at the break, we said 24 years to the day, and Gordon said, and he's trying to claim that he was joking. I, I don't was think he joking. was, because he had that serious look in his eye, and he goes, How could it be 24 years to the day? It was a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and he claims he's joking. That was a joke. You and I both know he is not joking. Anyway, we're asking him to name. What were you doing 24 years ago today? <sighs> no, I don't know. I was. Four years old So there we go Should have been watching The cup final Yeah Well maybe I was I just can't remember You obviously didn't leave Much of an impression on me uh, mm. We're asking you to name The Celtic team From that day Yeah um, I'm not telling you Till the end Because it'll be too easy If I go yes no Yes no All the way through it So what have you got so far Well from McNally the Mowbray Two centre backs Marshall And you're certain about those Yeah Yeah Because they, they never recovered uh, Paul McStay Missed the penalty Walker and Nicholas scored Right I've come out with Roger's sort of put a doubt in my head here I think John Collins was playing Okay uh, I think he was doing 
press ups because he liked to do press ups and get his build going. I am struggling down the right hand side. Really, I'm struggling down the right hand side. In fact, I'm struggling down the left. <laughs> <laughs> struggling down both sides. Many, the looks of it. Many, many did they play? Uh, okay, John Digney's on Twitter. He says, "How can I forget?" It's stuck in my mind. Unfortunately, cheers, man, Dazzler, and he's tweeted them all out. A couple of people want to quiz you further. Scott Wright wants to know if you can remember who the man of the match was. It wasn't you. The man of the match. Yes, I do know. Well, tell us. What did he say? <laughs> I think it was David Neri. Correct. And can you remember, Martin Reid says, why the final wasn't at Hamden? Because Celtic were playing there in their home games, was that right? That's that right, right, Roger, yes. Is that right, Roger? Yeah. Was it something to do with, what was Celtic Park getting used for? Yeah. Or was it getting... Yeah, it was getting refurbished. Was refurbished. Yeah, it was getting redeveloped. Yeah, yeah. Well, they beat them and at Hamden the, as well. Yeah, had the Scottish Cup final been at, I'm trying to think now. I've no idea, I can't... <laughs> I didn't know until you boys told me anything Alright uh, Hugh is in Bothwell He's got a story about that day <laughs> I hope it's not the story about the pre-match <laughs> build up uh, But anyway Hugh Good Hi. to have you on Hi uh, All those years ago I was involved in a company That were uh, taken on board to make a video of Celtic winning the cup Oh, oh dear we, we went down to see Mill That morning to film the players having breakfast Etc etc Followed the team bus up uh, we all were told to bring the party clothes to oh. go back to Celtic Park for the party, and obviously Gordon spoiled it. How do you feel about that? Brilliant! What a party <laughs> I had! And I, I... to make ma- to make matters worse, four days later, I was involved in a sports dinner at Hamilton Town Hall. Oh, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh! Yeah. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> no. Oh God, where is this going? I'm no, Quiet now, Hugh. Hugh, right, okay. if there's a family-friendly version, I don't mind if you share no, it. As, as in, Gordon just turned up as a guest with uh, by James Mortimer, and he was still inebriated. That was a Thursday night. <laughs> Allegedly. He, he might not even remember it. I, do, I actually do, I think. I'll give you I, your right of reply on that I, uh, serious Hugh's, accusation. Hugh's 100% right. There was about... This was Thursday. Thursday night. From uh, Sunday. For Sunday, yes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, that, that wasn't Thursday as in after the Sunday I think it was a week Thursday <laughs> um, There was about three or four days I'm sure by Gally Graham and uh, uh, David Kirkwood and, people, and we were absolutely bluttered Let's yep. be honest about it And it was, a, it, was a, it was a great night And we played <laughs> area night I'll never forget it And the Saturday We never turned up to training The full week Jimmy Nicol couldn't find us Right <laughs> They were all partying Seriously, all Seriously all week we Where were never, you? We were at my house Out and about And usual what? Yeah we, we, we milked us Gordon Right, We absolutely milked it Well no milk But we We had a real good time And we played air And air, air Applauded us onto the pitch And I swear there's, We wouldn't have passed A breathalyzer Please, please do drink responsibly By yeah, the way I don't want the get, wrong impression get, To be given off you No getting on the pitch We'd been out all week And I think we drew with air 1-1 And I scored that day I remember that You still got the medal? No I've never I've not yeah. got one I knew I knew I've you were the type of one, Irresponsible no. Football Where is it? It's, uh, my family's I've got all my stuff one the, I don't one have of, one I, Ota no. Of football in my house Lost it in a divorce 
perhaps No, no, part no Part of no. the settlement I lost the no. house But I got the medal out got Before the house uh, Great, thank you to Hugh and Bothwell For sharing that I like that story In fact, there's a couple like that Paddy's on He says Big Bobby Marshall The convener of the Celtic supporters bus Hired the function suite In the Golden Hill Bar For a cup winner celebration That was before Golden DL Spoiled said celebration There we go Hope you're happy with yourself He's oh, always happy with himself You've a lot to answer for I'm over it man You sure do So you I, genu- like, I like the way he said He's in the milk it for four days He's milked it for 24 <laughs> years <laughs> But genuinely didn't train all week We didn't train all week We didn't tra- Gordon you've got to remember that, uh, Change days There's a perfect example Celtic fans have been honest They had already been partying In fact there's a story going about that on the day when Charlie and Nicholas scored with seven, eight minutes to go, they were bringing the cup down in the green and white ribbons. And I scored and they ran back up the stair with it. So it shows you, so for a, a, a small club like that, to go and achieve something against a team of Celtic's quality and what they had on the day was incredible. Uh, did, Michelle, you, did you swap shots at the end? Um, no, my wee pal Bomber's got my shirt. He, he keeps it with pride in his house. I don't oh. have a style of the shirt either So you don't have any of the shirts I Any of the medals No, nothing Absolutely not Honestly Michelle is a Rangers fan in Johnson What's your point tonight, Michelle? Um, it's about the um, the Rangers and Celtic tickle, ticket fiasco mm-hmm. um, I'm a Rangers fan And I've been to many, many games I'm not a season ticket holder any longer um, My daughter now goes to the games as well She's not a season ticket holder Because of work commitments when she does go, she's always in the Broomloan Road end next to um, the Union Bears and also the Blue Order. And a lot of them are season ticket holders. And there's also people in there that do have season tickets as well that aren't affiliated with any of those two groups. Those two groups make all the noise at Ibrooks, let's face it. Take them away and there's no atmosphere whatsoever. Well, when, so this, when this was getting mentioned in the show, they have to move yeah, all the time what? for to accommodate Celtic. We did, weren't moaning when they only gave us eight. There wasn't as much press coverage. We weren't moaning because we just accepted it on the tin. Yeah, when we this, were at Parkhead at the beginning of the season. This was mentioned in the Why show on Friday night, Michelle. Now? No, this kicked off in the summer as well. To be fair, Michelle, when, yes, the, when the initial decision and was I know made, people who go to home and away games who have been going to away games for years and years and years, and now they're not getting the same allocation because all the clubs are now clamping down on Rangers fans going because they're just given a minimum allocation. Yeah, I was on the show on Friday night with Derek Johnson and yourself, Gordon, and Derek was trying to explain that one of the driving forces behind the initial Rangers decision was to enable the Union Bears and the Blue Order and those people who, who take the seats at the front of the Brimland stand to, to go to old farm games You know in the past Season tickets were sold For the Broomland That didn't include The Celtic game Because Traditionally Celtic were given 7,000 tickets For that area of the stadium So Derek who's Far closer to the Rangers board Than you know Than any of us Was saying in the show On Friday This was to allow Those supporters When they bought Season tickets To have the Celtic game Included Within their season ticket sale um, That's all up to The Rangers board As we said Back at the time when the original decision was announced It's all well and good And it is all well and good Gordon The flip side is That Angel supporters like Michelle Are going to have less opportunity To purchase tickets for away games Thank you to Michelle On the phone that will be our final caller of the evening Because Gordon DL needs to reveal If he can name the Celtic team 
From the 94 Coca-Cola Cup final The 24th anniversary of that today Right, what have you got? Right Marshall and goals Yep McNally and Mowbray Two centre-backs I'm sure Tom Boy played No, yes, sorry, yeah Right McStay, Collins Mm -hmm. Walker Mm -hmm. Nicholas up front Yep Did Simon Donnelly play? Yes And the Irish lad played wide right Paul Byrne on no. the bench. On the bench. Oh, off the bench. No. Um two to get. Was the right back Chris Morris? No. I don't know the two then. I'm struggling. Give us a clue. Clue. Scotland International played by Aberdeen missed a big penalty for Scotland's youth team many years ago in a World Cup final. This is the blankest look I've ever seen on Gordon Dale's face. No That's saying something. Played for Wolfsburg in Germany. Right, that, I don't know what I have no idea Brian O'Neill Brian O'Neill You've one more to get Right quick Give him position Right sided player Used to play with Hart Scotland International Initials MG We really need to go quick Tell him Roger Just tell him Mike Galloway Thank you to I Roger and Gordon We're back tomorrow at 6 With Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Shopping for